if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. It started now at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the very first morning of the sixth month of the year of our Lord, 2020. And I do appreciate you being with us. I also appreciate the guests that we are going to have on the program this morning to discuss this horrible, horrible turn that our nation has taken. Coming up in 40 minutes, we will talk with Congressman Jim Jordan. Very much looking forward to getting Congressman Congressman Jordan's thoughts on what happened over the weekend, what we knew was going to happen over the weekend, because it started on Thursday night. It continued, as I told you, on Friday's program with the weekend here. It's the worst time in the world. Certainly, uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and yes, even last night proved to be every bit as bad in big cities across this country. Over 100 cities rioted, didn't just protest, rioted. And we're going to talk to the congressman about his thoughts on that at 1010 this morning. Sergeant Demetric Penny from Dallas, Dallas police officer. He's an African-American. He's also a candidate for Congress. And um, Sergeant Penny has been all over these racial incidents uh, or incidents that have been gener- uh, have been uh, uh, billed as racist. Uh, even if they may or may not be actually racially motivated. Uh, he's got some very uh, uh, important thoughts he'll share with us at 10.10. Then at 10.35 this morning, we're going to talk with Vince Everett Ellison, another African-American who's going to be talking to us about War Zone Minneapolis, the epicenter of all of what we have endured and what we have watched and witnessed over the course of the last five days. If I were to ask you right now, who is the face of all of the chaos and the anarchy that we are seeing happening in the United States of America right now, how many people would see the face of George Floyd? I would say five days ago, all of us would have said George Floyd. Why? Because he's a victim. His murder essentially, which is what it appears to all of us. And again, I always have to say this because I say this about everybody in every circumstance. I believe in due process, and I do believe in everyone is innocent until proven guilty because that's what a court of law says. Now, having said that, we're not in a courtroom. We're on a radio show, and we saw an Internet video of a police officer kneeling on a suspect's uh, uh, neck until he could not move and could not breathe and eventually died. So I'm going to call it a murder for the purposes of what we saw. The court will figure out the rest of it. So we saw uh, uh, George Floyd be murdered. 
essentially. And five days ago, his face would have been the only face that we thought of when I said, what is the face of this situation in America right now? And that would have been appropriate. Because all of us, blacks, whites, Latinos, every single uh, ethnicity and color, all joined in unison to condemn the horrific treatment of Mr. Floyd that resulted in his death. We all called for prosecution of uh, the police officer involved, whose cavalier and casual attitude as he knelt on the man's neck still is something that stuns and strikes me every single time I think about this. But five days ago, the face would have been George Floyd. You know what the face of this situation is today? George, George Floyd has been forgotten. In five short days, if I ask you now, what's the face of the uh, protests in America right now? It's not the victim, George Floyd. It is the perpetrators of countless, and I do mean countless, numbers of violent crimes. We'll never get a count. We, you know, it's funny, people use that word sometimes, overuse it. We'll never get a count of the violent crimes that were committed uh, over the course of the last five days, last four nights in particular, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'm obviously pretty certain it's not going to stop anytime soon. We'll never get a true count, to be honest with you, and the reason why, of course, is police officers aren't allowed to go after people committing violent crimes right now. They just have their hands tied. And, and they're not even following up. They're not even trying to go into business areas, retail areas, uh, 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 entertainment areas, and stop the smashing and the stealing and the assaulting and the looting. They can't. Cameras are in as many places we can find them, but we can't even identify those who are committing the crimes because of all of the masks. Some of them wearing them because legitimately, while they're out there smashing and destroying, they don't want to catch coronavirus. Others using the mask nation that we are in right now to cover their faces and conceal their crimes. The face right now of, of this protest in America is not of the victim, George Floyd, which is tragic. That's where all of our attention should be focused. Instead, the face is the face of the masked Antifa or Black Lives Matter terroristic thug that is going out there and destroying this country. City by city. The face of this protest in America right now is not George Floyd's, which, again, it should be. He was the victim of the police officer. But now the face is of the elderly woman being beaten by a two-by-four, by a gang of people as she stood in front of her store, begging them not to smash her windows and destroy her family's small business. She was beaten with fists and a two-by-four until she lay motionless and had to be taken to a hospital in an ambulance. Multiple strikes, not one fist and one two-by-four hit, a beating. Now the face, now the face of the protest in America is the unconscious man in Dallas, Texas, beaten unconscious, but that wasn't good enough, and then kicked in the face until his teeth came out. All for being there and perhaps defending his property. Not physically, but begging people not to, um, uh, to destroy his business. Now the face of the protest in America, rather than being on the righteous victim that is George Floyd, now the face is the boy or young man walking through one of these centers, these urban centers, Wearing a red hat. And I didn't even know if it was a Trump hat. It might have been a Cincinnati Reds hat for all I know, but it was a red hat. He was surrounded and beaten. Now the face is the man lying on the ground being beaten with a skateboard because he defended his business, begged people not to go in, 
then was beaten unconscious with with this with a uh, with a skateboard and then stoned. Let me say that again. Stoning. The kind you recall from the Bible. The kind you recall from third world countries with archaic the, um, theocratic laws today. There are still places in the world where they'll stone you to death for the wrong crime. person was being stoned for defending his business. Now the face of this horrific five days, rather than being the righteous victim George Floyd, who is entitled and whose family is entitled to justice, now the face is the face of terrorists, and I mean literally terrorists, exactly what President Trump has declared Antifa to be, a terrorist organization, and now the face is the victims of people killed in George Floyd's name. Let me ask you this. Do you even know the name Patrick Underwood? Have you heard the name Patrick Underwood before? Patrick Underwood's name isn't being spoken. Patrick Underwood's name isn't being, pro- uh, 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 people aren't protesting, rather, in Patrick Underwood's name. Nobody is talking about Patrick Underwood at all. Apparently, his black life doesn't matter. Patrick Underwood is a black federal officer in Oakland, California, who was shot and killed as he tried to keep the peace among, amidst the violent riots sweeping through California and the rest of this country. An official at the Department of Homeland Security reported Saturday that Patrick Underwood, 53-year-old black man in Oakland, was indeed shot and killed. What time are we scheduling the protest for the death of Patrick Underwood? That's not going to be happening. And the reason why is because Black Lives Matter is not interested in black lives. Black Lives Matter is interested in profit. Black Lives Matter is interested in power. Black Lives Matter, like Antifa, which generally speaking, by the way, is not black, Antifa organizations, most Antifa leaders are white. So this isn't about the race of the protesters in these various terror groups because they are all races. But speaking to Black Lives Matter in particular, they don't give a rip about George Floyd. Nobody was smashing the glass plate, plate glass windows of the Target stores all over this country and walking out with big screen TVs because they cared about George Floyd and his black life. Nobody was smashing the windows in New York City of the Nike store and walking out with stacks and stacks and stacks of shoes to be sold online later for profit because they cared about the black life of George Floyd. None of them care about black lives. If they did, they would be rallying every single weekend in Chicago to stop so many black lives from being taken as they are every single weekend. Over Memorial Day weekend, to be precise, 46 people were shot, nearly all of them black. Ten of those were fatal. Again, black. The 
reason those aren't discussed? Why don't those Black Lives Matter when it happens every single weekend? Because there's no bad guy in those stories. There's a bad guy in the George Floyd story, a white police officer. Let's riot. There's no bad guy in Chicago because the shooters of all of those black lives are other black lives to the tune of over 90% of them. And we can't talk about that. That doesn't help the story. That doesn't help us achieve power. That doesn't help us achieve profit. That doesn't help uh, get more and more virtue signaling white people to join our cause and Black Lives Matter and continue to advance our influence. Just to give you an example of what I'm talking about, this is the first day of June. We're not even six months into. We're five months completed of the year 2020. Already. 953 people have been shot and wounded in the city of Chicago. 218 of them have been shot and killed. That's a total of 1,171 people shot in the city of Chicago in the the last five months. And over 90% of them are black. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. Don't tell me this is about black lives mattering. This is about politics. This is about power. And for some of them, it's just because it's fun being a criminal. It's fun being a criminal thug. And if anybody wants to play the race game about the word thug, stop that too. Just stop it. Because there were white and black people rioting and looting in all of these cities. All of them. And they're all thugs. Thuggery does not have a color. Thuggery is just barbaric behavior, violent behavior for personal gain and personal motives. Quite frankly, for a lot of people, looting is fun. You see it and hear it in their voices from the videotapes that have emerged from people running out of stores with arms full and carts full and bags full of stolen merchandise and cash from ATM machines that are destroyed. For some, it's just fun. Add all of these elements together. A real victim, George Floyd, of a real criminal, Darren Chauvin, the the, uh, uh, police officer in Minnesota who's been charged with murder. You have those real situations. Now you have countless other real victims in cities all over this country being beaten down by those who claim to be upset about George Floyd. Add in the professional mayhem profiteers from Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and then add in those who are just opportunistic thugs who want to go and steal stuff because there's no police around and stealing is fun. Making money off of our thefts is fun. And that's just the reality of the situation. There's a lot more to get into about this, quite obviously. This isn't going to be done for a long time. And we will continue that. I do have three great guests today. If you would like to join the conversation along with the guests and and along with uh, my thoughts, I welcome you at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Just getting started on a, on another very dark day in the United States of America here on AM 1420, The Answer.
Okay, it's 927, short segment here. I just want to get a couple of other points in before the bottom of the hour, and uh, and then I'll try to take your calls right after the news. One of the narratives that is being used to explain or justify the rioting, the damage, the vandalism, the assaults, the violent crime that is taking place, we're hearing people say, well, people are venting their pent-up frustration with racism in this country. The argument goes that we are a systemically racist nation. We're hearing it from black leaders uh, in many uh, corners of the country right now. Fortunately, we are also hearing from other black leaders, no, it's not. And the narrative is a false one. It is a lie. It 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 is a fraud. And statistically speaking, It certainly is all of those things. Our country is not systemically racist. I would argue that the United States of America is the least racist country on the face of this planet. And you have to do a little bit of work and a little bit of research to find out what goes on in all of the other countries on this planet. But the fact that millions of people of color are welcomed into this country every year by way of immigration, and millions more risk their lives to get into this country in whatever way they can every single year, that should tell you something. Why would people who are black or brown coming to the United States where they will be, indeed, racial minorities, why would they be risking their lives to come into the United States, this systemically racist, terrible place where black and brown people are mistreated and hunted, as the narrative is now going? Why would they risk their lives to come here? Because they know the truth. Because they know that there is no other place on earth that a person of, of color, a person who with black or brown skin coming into a majority white nation where they know they will be racial minorities, they know that this is still, without question, the very best possible place for them to be, to come and achieve success, to not only survive but to thrive, to achieve and realize a dream that that just doesn't exist in other places. They know. They look and they see every single day from media overseas what the United States is all about. They want to get here because this is where opportunity lives for people of all colors. The murder of George Floyd, as I have said one billion times since last week, was barbaric inexcusable, indefensible, and should be prosecuted. And the murderer, a police officer in Minneapolis, should never see the light of day as far as I'm concerned. But his actions do not indicate that the nation of the uh, the United States of America is an inherently, systemically racist country. Not in the least. In fact, statistically speaking, again... You have a better chance of surviving 
and of thriving and succeeding in the United States if you are a person with darker skin as an ethnic or racial minority in the United States States of America than you do anywhere else on the planet. So those who are screaming and marching and breaking windows and stealing Nikes and big screen TVs to bring about, quote, systemic change in America are lying to you. The United States of America doesn't need systemic change. Are we perfect? No, because human beings cannot be. Are there some people among us who do stupid and terrible things? Absolutely. Do they come in all colors and shapes and sizes? You doggone what right they do. Does that mean the United States needs some sort of fundamental change? Absolutely not. Least racist country on the planet. You can respond to that on the other side of the news. Thirty-six. Now we continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer: Should the officer in question, Officer Chauvin, I don't even like to like to use the word officer in front of him anymore. Uh, the the uh, suspect in the murder, and maybe that's a better way to say it, of George Floyd, should he have been charged with something worse than third degree or manslaughter? Trey Gowdy says yes. Trey Gowdy, a former uh, congressman from South Carolina, now a uh, political pundit. Uh, love him, by the way, brilliant guy. He says, yeah, should have been murder one. I don't know. I'm not a prosecutor, nor am I a defense attorney. I don't know. I just hope whatever he is convicted of, I don't think he ever deserves the light of day again. What I'm trying to figure out is why that guy continued to carry out the crime in full view of a group of people surrounding him with recording phone cameras. He's being videotaped. And for 8 minutes and 30 seconds, he kept his knee on that man's neck. Three of those minutes, he was non-responsive. And he stayed there, and he was comfortable with it. Casual, almost. Still can't figure out why he wasn't put in the back of the cruiser. Still can't figure out why. With cameras on him, would he not think, man, I'm doing something really bad here, and they're watching me, and they're videotaping me, and hurry up and get his knee off of the man. He stayed there like, I'm good here. I think legally I'm fine. I'm good here. Which indicates two things to me. One, this man did not have an ounce of humanity or compassion for his fellow man. No empathy. None. Which is why he should be in prison, and why he should never see the light of day. That's number one. And number two, tells me that yes... There are some police departments that do an awfully horrible job of training their people. How could he kneel on this man's neck for as long as he did and and just think, with people videotaping, knowing he's being watched and these tapes are going to go to the media and social media and think, I'm good. I don't need to move off of him because I'm good here. There's just no explanation for that other than horrible training has anyone ever taught him to do that. So that's one point point to this. Should it be first-degree murder? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not a criminal expert, a criminal law expert. But I do know this, that he has been arrested and charged with murder. And if the goal of the, the uh, protests, the demonstrations, and yes, the riots, is to get justice, no justice, no peace, right? The justice system is working on this. How long are the riots going to last? Until what? Until the trial is scheduled? Until the conviction? Until the sentencing? How long? The justice system is on this. 
Now my question is, is when will the justice system be on all of those who are committing violent acts in the name of the victim of a violent act? All of the people in all of the cities destroying businesses, attacking people, hospitalizing people, throwing bottles, uh, rocks, bricks, uh, uh, bags, and bottles of urine at police officers and at innocent bystanders who are just trying to protect their stores from being destroyed and looted. All of those acts are also criminal. When is the justice system going to get around to taking, taking care of that? One answer to that is, not for a very long time. Why? Because who knows if they'll ever see these people again. They're being bailed out the moment that they're locked up. They're being arrested and then being bailed out by celebrities. Wait, what? Yes, by celebrities. People like like uh, uh, Justin Timberlake. Celebrities like Seth Rogen. Celebrities like, let me, let me just see, run through the list here. Celebrities like uh, Josh Benny, celebrities like Steve Carell, celebrities like Janelle Monet and Cindy Mayweather. Uh, I don't even know some of these people. Pat Oswalt, they're all matching one another's donations to the fund to bail out criminals who are smashing windows, beating people, and stealing goods. During the, all of these riots, they're literally sending money to bail these people out. There's a fund called the Minnesota Freedom Fund, nonprofit organization that facilitates cash bail donations, and they've launched a page to fundraise for all of the Minneapolis rioters and thugs who have been arrested so they can get back out and continue their work. And these celebrities are all matching one another, saying, I put in 10000 I put in this, I put in that, and matched, 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 just gave $1,000, matched. They're, they're literally supporting the anarchy that is destroying this country. Do you think they give a rat's A about George Floyd? They have no earthly idea about George Floyd because it's not about George Floyd. It is about anarchy. It is about creating anarchy in the streets. And at the end of all of this, you know what the goal is going to be because every one of them has been very loud and very vocal in their opposition to our president. And at the end of all of this, they're all going to be tweeting the same thing. They're going to say 100,000 dead of coronavirus, 40 million unemployed because of coronavirus, and uh, burning the, the, the cities of America. Is Donald Trump uh, through making America great again? They're going to blame all of this on him. The more chaos, the more unemployment, the more economic damage and destruction they can create. The governors from the shutdowns, the rioters from all of the riots, all creating this toxic soup to make America as bad as it can be to try to harm the president in his efforts of being being reelected in five months. Let's get a couple of phone calls. Uh, Bob in Strongsville, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Bob, go right ahead, sir. Hi, Bob. In 1962, when I was in high school, Nikita Khrushchev, the Russian menace, prime minister, yeah. said in a UN speech that he wasn't afraid of America's long-term power because he knew we would crumble from within. 
And it did start basically in the 60s, but it was a liberal mindset that grew and grew until we have all these liberal causes. I'll even say climate change against the police all the time. I might even tie in the corona shutdown. Mm. It's these liberal politicians that have put us in a state of mind as a country, and they have convinced young people that America needs to be reshaped. And we have conservatives have to fight for what America used to stand for. Thanks, Bob. Bob, I uh, I could not agree more. Thank you for the call. Um, you're 100% correct. And one of the reasons Khrushchev knew what he was talking about is because he knew what the United States was 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 built upon and what it was going to continue to expand upon. And it was, of course, antithetical to everything that he and his other communist friends and leaders and his communist ancestors, if you will, his, his, his predecessors in, uh, in Russia, uh, and that's liberty. The more freedom a nation has, the more opportunities there are for it to crumble from within, as he talked about. Because if people are free to do what they want, and that's the beauty of this great country, people are free to do terrible things, which is why it is so incumbent upon us to do two things. Number one, to educate them on what, and to raise them with morals and compasses that will guide them to not destroy that, with, uh, that which they have been given. And then number two, we have to be secure and we have to be strong enough from a law enforcement perspective, from a criminal justice perspective, to take those that would destroy from within and take them out of our societies. Thank you so much for the great phone call. Congressman Jim Jordan will join us next on AM 1420, The Answer. Fourteen twenty. The answer. Um, we'll come back to your phone calls at two one six nine zero one zero nine four five in just a bit. Don't forget, Sergeant Dimitri Penny, Dallas police officer, who is uh, uh, on top of this like very few other people are. He's an African American. He has uh, led uh, the uh, Dallas Fallen Officers Fund for a long time. He is heartbroken over what is what he is watching, and he will join us to talk about what is coming. Uh, that'll be at ten ten. But right now, Congressman Jim Jordan joins us for his regular Monday visit on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Good morning, Congressman. How are you, sir? I'm fine, Bob. Good morning to you. Well, uh, there's uh, there's one topic this morning, Congressman yeah. Jordan, uh, yeah. that has a lot of subsets to it. Um, and let me just start with asking you, uh, where we'll look back at the last five days in a moment, but let's go back a week ago to the actual death of yeah. George Floyd. I know you as much as everybody else and anybody else uh, just just disgusted by by what you saw in that video. No, it was it was wrong. It was terrible. And uh, the best thing that's going to happen at this point is that the individuals responsible for the death of Mr. Floyd are held accountable. And that is exactly what is happening in Minnesota. They are, uh, the prosecution has begun, uh, and that is, that is what the American people expect and what, what uh, justice uh, requires. So, uh, you know, that is just, just so wrong what we saw. I, I haven't even watched the whole thing because I just don't like to watch it. It yeah. is so bad. But... Um, yeah, he needs to be held to account. And, and frankly, Bob, the, the same thing applies to uh, the only way you stop 
the, the, the wrong behavior is, is justice and accountability. And that is what is happening to these, these officers who were, who were so wrong and what they did to Mr. Floyd. And that is exactly what should happen to the people who are, who are looting, who are rioting, who are stealing, who are acting in the way that they are around the country. So that is the only way. The only way you stop it is people have to be held accountable when they do something wrong. And um, let's hope that happens. Uh, let's hope that happens as quickly as possible. The uh, wheels of justice are sometimes slow uh, in rolling and, and getting us to the mm-hmm. destination. And I know that frustrates a lot of people because, for now, anyway, the only charge that has been filed was a third-degree murder and manslaughter charge against the officer who knelt on Mr. Floyd's yeah. neck. The other three who uh, pretty much, I, I, I guess, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I guess negligence or something like that might be considered here, but they have not been charged with anything, despite the crowd yeah. of people around them begging them, the other three officers, to tell the officer with his knee on his neck to let him up. The guy can't breathe. Uh, they did nothing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you're not a lawyer either, I know, but um, any thoughts on that? Uh, maybe maybe charges are coming. I just don't know what they can be or what well, they can be. Well, I think I suspect that they are based on what... Uh, you know, what I've heard from authorities in Minnesota was, um, I think even the Attorney General, Mr. Ellison, he used to be a colleague of ours in, in, in the United States Congress. Um, I, I think they are, and, and it sure looks to me as uh, that they should be, um, because, they, again, they didn't step in to take action to stop what, what I believe the pronunciation is Chauvin or Chauvin. Chauvin uh, is what I'm getting, officer, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the officer uh, who was actually, um, you know, had his knee on, on Mr. Floyd's neck, so... Um, let's, 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 I, I believe that is coming and I think that is entirely appropriate. Um, so you, you, that, that's the only way, again, I, I keep coming back to this. The only way you stop the bad behavior is when people engage it. There's, 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 there's consequences for it. And so, uh, the, 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 this was so terrible, so wrong what they did. There has to be consequences and that process is starting. I mm-hmm. hope it starts for some of these people who've done wrong around the country as well over the past yeah. several days with the looting and rioting and violence and burning. and I mean, they were, they were attempting to burn the church, St. John's Church, where Abraham Lincoln and other presidents have, have, have worshipped. It, it is, it, this, is, this is just wrong, and it, and it needs to stop. Well, speaking of uh, Lincoln, they defaced the Lincoln Memorial, among other things, uh, smashed yeah, I mean, I literally thousands of businesses in over 110 American cities, at, as of last count that I heard, uh, have been have been destroyed. Who uh, property damage, uh, theft of goods, you know, looting, and so on and so forth. The face of this protest, as, as people march for justice, is supposed to be George Floyd. But five days after his death, the face is now the face of the woman lying on the ground who had been beaten into submission while. Right. The two by four for daring to stand in front of her store begging people not to destroy it yeah her business where you know she may not have been able to open an operator business the last several months and now now to have people uh destroy it and then try to protect it and then face what she had to face is is, is, it's heart-wrenching just it's just so bad creating more victims yeah creating more victims is no way to honor a victim george floyd was a victim of what looks like a terrible crime from that officer and and creating more victims seems to be the answer here's here's what i want to really get in bob there's a there's a big difference between peaceful protest and honoring a victim which we're all in favor of there's a big difference between peaceful protest and looting. There's a big difference between peaceful protest and rioting. There's a big difference between peaceful protest and starting fires. There's a big difference between peaceful protest and beating up a store owner trying to protect their property. That, that is what Americans understand. And that is what they're, 
they're 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 they are so disgusted by what took place in Minneapolis with Mr. Floyd, and they are so disgusted with what they saw over the last several days in cities around this country that that is what is frustrating. And it is a breakdown in the rule of law, and that, that is scary. So we need to get control of this. Uh, uh, we need to where where possible, where 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 necessary. I mean, call out the National Guard and put a stop to this. It it, it has. We have to stop this. This is not healthy for our country, our culture, our society. We're talking to Congressman Jim Jordan. You you read my mind. Um, my my next question was going to be putting a stop to this. How do we? Because you know this is this is four nights running now: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. I have no reason to believe it's going to not going to continue tonight. Um, we send up the guard, call up the guard in states all over this country. Yeah. With what orders? See, this is the difficulty because police officers in riot gear are there. I mean, they're dodging bricks and rocks and bags and bottles of urine and, and, and all kinds it's of other terrible things. Them. Yeah, and, and largely they're not allowed to uh, to arrest. They're not allowed to confront. They're not allowed to deal with these looters. That's why the looting has been so widespread because they know the cops aren't there, and if they are there, they're not allowed to do anything because if a um, suspect, a rioter, resists arrest for what he is doing and then the officer has to get physical with him to take him under arrest, then there's the new video of the officers abusing yeah. the riot. No, so, so what can the police do and then what orders would well, the guardsmen have? <laughs> I, I was watching last night uh, in, in, uh, around, the, uh, around the Capitol, or excuse me, around the White House. And um, there you saw the officers, and I believe it was Secret Service and other law enforcement personnel and National Guard uh, personnel, simply push back. I mean, they, they, just, they were aligned pushing people back away from St. John Church and, and away from the White House. Um, it seems to me that that was the appropriate action uh, that that uh, I, that that may have came directly from the White House to to push these people back so they're not defacing um, some of these historical landmarks and they push them back. And the further you push them back from uh, certain certain points, I, I believe in, in, in cities, uh, I think the, the better chance you have of them not not doing as much damage. So I think that is one uh, tactic or strategy that was used uh, tactic that was used last night. I think that 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 makes a lot of sense. I also want to say this, Bob. You know, we need to remember that the vast majority, there are, there are, the vast majority of law enforcement are great Americans who do not in any way support the terrible thing that took place in Minneapolis. I always compare it to, like, when for, for the last several years, you and I have talked a lot about the FBI. The vast majority of FBI agents are, are the vast, vast, vast majority of wonderful people doing their job. There was a few people at the top who did wrong things. The, the same thing applies to law enforcement across the board. Most of these people are, are busting their tail doing good work, and there are a few of them that have done things that are just terrible, and those individuals need to be held accountable. We need to keep that in mind as we're, as we're dealing with all this. Do you think, Congressman Jordan, that uh, the president needs to do a national address uh, this evening? I, I, I think he probably will. I think that's appropriate. Uh, I think the president probably will. I know uh, he gave a great speech. I didn't hear, but uh, my, 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 a couple of my colleagues told me about it. He gave a great speech in Florida at the Space Launch uh, uh uh, on Saturday, right, and uh, I don't know if it was covered that much, but uh, I heard it just a tremendous address the president gave, and and, and, and I, I want to go back and look at some of that. Uh, but I, I do think it's always important for the for the president. President Trump has a way, I think, of uh, of connecting with people when he when he speaks, and so um, yeah, I think that that'd be uh, I think that'd be fine. 
The president uh, took a, a, an action over the weekend that I think many people applauded and other people are angry about, and that is the declaration. He wants the Antifa organization declared to be a domestic yeah. terrorist organization. Um, you know, that's a part of this you and I haven't hit yet. We talk about the protests, we talk about the anger, and we talk about how the protests turn violent and, and all of these other things. But then there's the organized protesting, the organized yep. rioting, the organized uh, 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 chaos, if you will. I mean, this is anarchy. That's what Antifa is all about. They go from city yep. to city, uh, and they literally literally gather more supporters to intentionally go and destroy things. The cause doesn't matter. Uh, the anarchy is what matters. Do you agree with the designation as a terrorist group? I sure do. And, you know, the Attorney General was clear about this. The, 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 the interesting thing that this now allows, uh, uh, Bob, is um, designated as a terrorist organization, the Justice Department can begin to look at the financing. Who's the money behind this? And I think that will be interesting. So uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree uh, that, that if, this, if this is Antifa, and that's what the Justice Department said it, said it is, uh, they're, they're being they're, and they're classifying them as a terrorist organization. Let's find out who's financing these these, these folks as well, because this is, as, as we've said already, this is scary, this is dangerous, this is not healthy for our country. Yeah, it's really not. And and what they're doing is is, in fact, I'll just kind of wrap it with this and tie what Antifa is doing and marry it to what I believe the mainstream media is doing. They're stoking the racial racial divisions in this country for their own personal benefit. The idea that that uh, the United States is this inherently racist country and that we have systemic racism practice where black people are being hunted by white people and by police officers is the narrative you're hearing on much of the mainstream yeah. media and what's being advanced by the groups like Antifa with their own personal agendas. It's simply yeah. not true. When, when, when injustice is done, and it is done from time Time to time, we always rally against it. The idea that somehow exactly. this country, which is the least racist country on the face of the planet, is somehow marred in this systemic racism, I think, is is just a media tool to advance more chaos. Right, and the idea that all police officers are bad is just ridiculous. The, the right, vast, right. as I said before, the vast, vast majority are great people putting their life on the line for our communities, uh, for the communities they live in. Uh, there are a few who, who do things wrong, and when they do, let's hold them to account like these four guys up in, up in uh, uh, Minneapolis. So you're, 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 you're so right. We're not, we're not a perfect country, but, God, uh, but Bob, we are, we are the best country in the world, and we need to remember that as well. And this is not who America is, the things we, we saw a week ago with, with Mr. Floyd and, and certainly uh, what we've seen the last, last few nights. Absolutely right, and uh, and I hope there are more leaders that speak out about this. And, and quite frankly, I think there needs to be more leaders in the minority community, uh, the ones who are allowing the belief that um, uh, you know the United States is just not a fair place for 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 ethnic and racial minorities. They need to speak out and call for calm. Uh, nobody else calling for calm. The governors yep. uh, is, are being listened to. I think the uh, I think a lot of people in the minority communities can be the agents of change here by uh, getting the uh, getting the uh, calamity under control. Congressman Jordan, I thank you for speaking out about it today. You I bet, appreciate Bob. it. Keep up your great work, sir. Thank you, Bob. Take care. That's Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. It's 10 o'clock. I mentioned minority leaders need to speak out, right? Just wrap that interview with that thought. That's what Trey Penny is, uh, Sergeant Dimitri Penny, Dr. Dimitri Penny, he is Ph.D., who is a Dallas police officer. And after the murder of the Dallas police officers a couple of years ago, uh, he started to take more action on behalf of his uh, constituents in Dallas, his, his, his uh, fellow residents, rather, in Dallas. Now he wants them to be his constituents. He's also a candidate for Congress. But he's got thoughts on policing in America and race in America. And he'll t join us next on AM 